0: This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday, 10 to 2, on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app.
1: Tonight, we say to our fellow Canadians, let us unite together to unleash Canada's full economic potential. Let us renew the promise of Confederation as a true economic union.
0: Let us begin a new era in Canada, putting behind us all the barriers to trade and mobility that make us poorer. That, no, that is Jason Kenney speaking last night. Alberta's provincial election yesterday wasn't just Alberta's. Like, we may not have been able to cast a vote, but the rest of Canada will feel the impact of that election. And that is exactly how Jason Kenney wants it. His United Conservative Party won a sizable majority last night. In fact, a result that came in so fast that I didn't even have a chance to settle in on the couch with my popcorn and watch the results. It was over about half an hour after the polls closed. So, this election then. He talked about the rest of Canada there, but what about BC? Is this a good thing or a bad thing for British Columbia? We wanted to get some perspective on that. So joining us now is Global BC's Legislative Bureau Chief, Keith Baldry. Hi, Keith. Morning, Timmy. So I guess no surprises there, right? It was pretty much as the polls predicted.
1: Yeah, um, basically a greater difference I think than a lot of pollsters had it. I mean, this was a massive win for Jason Kenney. I had my in the in the station pool at Global Edmonton. I had him pegged at fifty five seats, and he came in. Uh, we haven't got the final results. A lot of ballots still to be counted, but he'll be north of sixty when everything is said and done. So this is a huge mandate for him. But as you say, uh, this is one interesting, unique provincial election that the rest of Canada was paying attention to. We normally don't pay attention to, you know, Saskatchewan elections or Manitoba. This one, though, potentially has an impact, because Jason Kenney is threatening it, at the very least, uh, whether he acts on it or not, is another question, of being a great disruptor uh, in the country. And he's going to have uh, an impact. He's going after uh, John Horgan, the and NDP government. He, he says he will, in terms of turning off the taps of oil. He's going to clash with Justin Trudeau. He's got a lot of allies now and we talked about this before, the Sea of Blue across the country, mm-hmm. uh, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Ontario, Quebec, New Brunswick, potentially Ottawa, alright of right-to-center governments, and Jason Kennedy's going to make the most of that.
0: And do you think, well, the things that he was saying about B.C., then, how much do you that do you chalk up to, you know, election campaign bluster, and how much of that do you think he will follow through on?
1: Well, I think there is a, a big difference between campaign rhetoric, really aggressive rhetoric, and the reality of governing. And I think uh, you know, even the B.C. NDP found that out uh, going from sort of an activist bent opposition in this province to suddenly becoming a government that can't act that way. Uh, there's certain reality. So Jason Caney talks about turning off the taps. Well, this is how it would work. He'd proclaim it to Law Bill 12 that gives the energy minister the power to revoke uh, licenses for companies to ship uh, energy products, fuel, outside of Alberta. Well, that that would penalize British Columbia. That would also penalize all the companies involved yeah. in that industry. So, you know, look at it from the other end of the pipeline here, folks. Does Jason Kenney really want to engage in a war against BC, which would hurt uh, companies that are already reeling from a, a real uh, shock in the in the petrol petroleum industry? I yeah. Mean, this is uh, adding fuel to the fire. So I'd, I'd be surprised if he's going to do it. I think he will proclaim into law Bill 12, but I don't think the energy minister is going to be revoking any licenses anytime soon. He will want to talk to Horgan, and I think he's going to be find out. I've been saying this for some time. B.C. is not really doing a lot to stop this pipeline. Exactly. It's got one sort of obscure constitutional argument in court, and that's it. The B.C. NDP government has been granting every single permit to Kinder Morgan throughout the entire process of, the, of, this, of this project, and now to Trans-Canada, owned by the federal government. It's really not doing a lot to stop this pipeline. If Jason Kenney wants to look to why this pipeline is not going ahead, look at the federal government, which has been penalized by the federal court of appeal for not proceeding properly, checking off all the boxes to make this thing built according to the rules. That's where his fight should be. And I don't see really what the point of picking a fight with B.C. is.
0: Yeah, but do you think that gets lost in all this, too? Keith, because I was reminding people of that earlier this week. People go, yeah, B.C. is being obstructionist. I'm thinking, well, no, we're not. We haven't really done anything.
1: No, we're not. I mean, John Horgan has vowed to use every tool in his toolbox to stop this. And we're the joke around the legislature. It's a pretty small toolbox, and it's a really kind of a tiny tool because it's really this constitutional argument in court that argues a province should have control over what flows through a pipeline that flows through its borders. And for years the law has been clear the federal government has that jurisdiction, not a province. So B.C.'s asking for a a court of appeal to make new law here, and every legal observer I've talked to said that he doesn't see much of a chance of B.C. succeeding. So again, Jason Kenney sounds good on the campaign
0: trail. Yeah,
1: I think the realities of government are going to hit home, and he's going to continue to talk blusterly, but he's not going to act on it.
0: But this does kind of isolate B.C., Um, Uh, a bit, doesn't it? Like, as you mentioned, that kind of blue wave and all these other provinces, it's going to be easy for these other provinces to pick on BC.
1: Yes, and where I think BC is going to be at a big disadvantage over time is the NDP has promised uh, to continually, annually increase the carbon tax. It could very well be the case, depending if Andrew Shear wins in, in the fall or not, that BC may be the only province with a carbon tax that is getting bigger and bigger every year. And that may put British Columbia at a serious economic disadvantage against the other provinces in terms of attracting investment so that's where i think Oregon has to be a little concerned that not all provinces come anywhere near the ndp position on the tactics and strategies needed to fight climate change and we may be an outlier on that issue and it could be proved to be very expensive for vc i don't see the ndp backing down on and i think you can argue they shouldn't back down on the carbon tax but you've got a, some pretty aggressive conservatives who are anti-carbon tax and that's going to uh, strike a, a startling picture in canada by by the the t- this time next year when yeah. the carbon tax goes up again.
0: And just because they're conservative premiers or conservative leading premiers doesn't necessarily mean they're all going to agree either. I mean, you, s- you probably saw this thing this morning with Jason Kenney and Francois Legault, the premier of Quebec. I mean, Quebec is not interested in a pipeline, a new pipeline either.
1: No. no, Quebec is, is very much anti-pipeline. And even though that's a right of center government, uh, they do not share the Kenney or Scott Moe's or Brian Pallister's position, the other premiers in the Ferry Provinces' position on pipelines. So, in some ways, uh, the the you know Kenny and his brethren are somewhat surrounded by anti-pipeline provinces for the two sort of outlets that are required uh, one in the east one in the west but it it the, the fascinating part of this is that they do have an ally in Justin Trudeau uh who who's also trying to get this this pipeline built what's added to the mix though, to me is Trudeau sort of pushed this pipeline through Alberta with the acknowledgement from the notley government that they would do it would do all it could to uh engage in a in a climate action plan, Kenny is now abandoning that position, and that was the quid pro quo for the Trudeau support for that pipeline. So who knows where this thing is headed? Yeah. I still think uh, there's going to be a push to build this thing i don't see Trudeau backing away from it in an election year, but I tell you kenny 's addition to this this table of players is going to be a fascinating thing to watch going forward
0: yeah, so in the end, do you think is this a good thing or a bad thing for b c
1: I think because it's disruptive, I think potentially, I think the negatives outweigh the positives, uh, just in terms of the, the threat of economic disruption. I mean, again, if he follows through on his threats, it's a bad thing for B.C., because it would wreak economic havoc in, in parts of the economy. I mean, he's talked in the past, and I have mean, no idea whether he's going to follow through on this, on mandatory truck inspections at the border, you know, slowing down the commercial uh, truck yeah. traffic. You know, people forget just how the economy works. So, so much of our economy depends on the flow of goods and the timely flow of goods and everything you eat and wear and buy comes usually through a container um, a cargo or, and then by a truck and if uh, Kenny starts playing games on that or a tourist boycott for example uh banning companies from bid that, companies from bidding on Alberta Crown contracts it could be quite Alberta. disruptive
0: Like, you know, you slow down truck traffic coming from our ports to Alberta. That's going to hurt people in Alberta. And there he was in that speech, that clip that we ran, too. He talking about breaking down trade barriers. The thing, like, It's almost like he's contradicting himself.
1: Exactly. That's why I think the realities of governing are going to run up cold against the the harsh campaign rhetoric. I mean, he said what he said, I think, to get everybody's attention. And sure, he had a big majority. But again, I I point to the NDP government here. You know, in opposition, the NDP was all about stopping the sightsee dam. Yeah, all about the negatives of the LNG industry, uh, all about banning fracking. Well, you know, they're in government, and the realities take hold. Well, they're going to build the IT dam, they're embracing the LNG industry, and there's no way they're going to ban fracking, because that's what heats, natural gas heats everybody's home. So rhetoric doesn't equal governing, and I think Kenny's going to run up against that.
0: Keith, thank you for your time on this today. That is Keith Baldry, our Global News Legislative Bureau Chief.